Hijack. Hijack. Hijacking scare. Hijack. Hijack. There are reports of a hijacked reality. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Hijacked Reality. This week, um, first off, I know that I've been gone for a whole month, and I know that people are probably like, yeah, this week, as in you haven't uploaded in four weeks. Um, yeah, I've been going through it, so I have not had the attention span to sit down and edit these videos for, you know, five, six hours, finally feeling like I can do it again. Um, also, there's just been a lot going on in the world, and one, I felt the weight of all of it, which I'm sure anybody who's even slightly empathic felt uh, the weight of the last couple weeks, and also, um, there's just been a huge attack on information um, over the last couple of weeks. A ton of, you know, conspiracy people getting wiped offline, taken off Twitter, getting doxxed um, on YouTube, getting strikes on YouTube. So I've kind of just been laying low key with all of that because I would much rather not have this podcast be on the radar because a lot of conspiracies go super into politics and that's what gets them in trouble. And that's not what this podcast will ever be, but I didn't want to be lumped into that group. So I've been just kind of like playing low and attempting to avoid any association with um, anything that could really get me in trouble. So that being said, this week, this episode will be a very, very interesting and debatable and very polarizing topic in Flat Earth. I know that you either love flat earth or you absolutely think that anybody that even mentions the word flat and earth in the same sentence are crazy people. Um, trust me, I get it. I used to think flat earth was the dumbest thing and I still am not a flat earther whatsoever. I just enjoy questioning everything. So why not question what the earth is and what space is? I don't think that there should be any limit on what we question. So that being said, I had David Weiss on who is pretty much like one of the original flat earthers. I mean, you can hear him talk on podcasts, on um, YouTube channels. He really, really talks well. He puts together together an incredible presentation um, throughout this entire episode. You're actually going to hear us talking about the visuals that we're looking at. Now, when you're listening right now through the podcast, you can 100% keep up. It's not like we're going to be referencing things and you're not going to know what we're talking about. It's a very easy episode to follow. That being said, though, his presentation was so incredible and so great that I'm going to this week set up a YouTube channel, which I've been meaning to do anyways. I've just been busy. Um, I'm going to set up a YouTube channel and that way I will upload the Zoom calls and the um, episodes there as well, because I know a lot of people have been... Um, messaging me and letting me know that they actually prefer to consume their podcast via YouTube sometimes, um, especially when it's episodes like this, where um, this person that I had on put together visuals to go with every word he said. I mean, he would be speaking and the visual would be playing out his words in picture form. It, it was actually amazing. Um, so yeah, when it comes to presentations like this, I'm definitely going to set up a YouTube channel so that people can watch it there. I think that it is, um, it'll do justice better. So yeah, 
without further ado, we will get into the show. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, please keep an open mind, especially my friends and family that are just listening to be supportive. You're going to think the fact that I have a flat earth episode up kind of weird or you're going to roll your eyes, but um, try to keep an open mind. Um, I thought that flat earth was the dumbest thing ever about mm, six months ago. And now I'm at least willing to talk about it. So it's definitely something that you have to not turn your mind off completely to. And yeah, enjoy. All right. So without further ado, welcome David Weiss. Thanks, Jackie. Glad to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I've listened to a few podcasts with you and I mean, I really thought that Flat Earth was kind of like the joke of the conspiracy world, as I'm sure most people do. We all did. Yeah. And then I heard you on a few podcasts that I didn't even mean to listen to. I I wasn't like looking for Flat Earth material. And it honestly became one of my favorite things. It is very, very interesting, not even to hear the Flat Earth, but to also realize how much I didn't know about Round Earth or the Earth in general. There's two things that uh, people have in common about that think the earth is a ball one they don't understand their own model and two they uh have a misconception of what flat earth is you know flat earth is not a pancake floating in space with other pancakes or other balls even it's it's not that at all yeah so what do you think are the main misconceptions of flat earth and of round earth so when you when you google flat earth you end up at the Flat Earth Society information, which is a disinformation site. You know, Obama plugged it a half a dozen times in his speeches. Very interesting. And people get the, you know, you see memes of, uh, you know, all of the solar system with a flat Earth, right? Nobody believes that. No, you know, that's just disinformation to make you laugh at it. What the Flat Earth is, is, you know, the the Earth is a flat plane and we live in what I call the world pond, right? It's just think of a big pond with islands and the edge of the pond is just the land that's higher than the water surface, okay? So that's, and that land we call Antarctica. Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom of a ball. It's the land that surrounds the world's pond. And so if you sail to the edge of the pond, you're not at the edge of a pancake in space. You can't fall off. There's land there. It's just containing the water. And if you keep going out south, because that's south, um, we don't know what you'll find because it's off limits. I I even forgot to jump in and ask you, how did you get into flat earth? Because I'm sure you weren't just born into thinking that the earth was flat. Well, I'm just like everybody else, kicking and screaming and swearing. Uh, Like, I I don't want to look at this. You know, when people suggested flat earth to me, I banned them from our social media for being so stupid. I was like, I don't have time for you. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. You know, it's 20, whatever. But then I was forced to, to, I was tired of, tired of hearing about it. And another researcher that I trust um, said, Dave, I think the earth might be flat. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going to prove the globe and disprove flat earth. And that's how you become a flat earther. Yep. Yep. 
I mean, I feel like that's how everybody gets into it. I got into it from you and Eddie Bravo. And I know he set out to absolutely discredit how stupid Flat Earth was and then came out on the other end thinking that, well, he thinks the Earth is flat. I'm kind of in between. I don't, I'm not married to the ball concept, but I don't know enough to know if it's flat. So so here's the, the real answer is, once you do a little more research, you will not only not be married to the ball, you'll realize that the ball is an impossibility. Now, is the earth flat? It appears flat, it measures flat, looks flat, you know, but maybe it's something else, right? Because can you see my house right now if you go outside and look? No. Right? Well, a baller would say that's because the earth is curved. I would say it's because it's dark and my house is too far away to see. <laughs> You know, oh, we can get into falling over the curve since that was basically what you were leading into, because I know that's like the main question, you know, if there was if it was flat or whatever, and you'd said there's like the wall around it. But is it possible to fall over the other side? No, there is no other side. So it's just like if you had a big lake in Kansas and you got to the edge of the lake and climbed out of your boat, you're not going to fall off the lake. You're on the land. And then if you started walking, you're going to walk across Kansas. And what's out there? I don't know. Is there an edge out there? I don't think so, right? I think there's a dome surrounding us uh, that connects that out in Antarctica somewhere. But Antarctica could quite possibly be bigger than all of the oceans and all of the continents combined. Because it's the land that surrounds the, our world pond. So what do you think about Antarctica and how you can only travel so far? It's, you know, in 1957, they came up with the Antarctic Treaty right after Admiral Byrd did his flight out there. And he said, uh, there's land bigger than the United States that no man has ever stepped foot on, filled with resources, all of a sudden off limits until the year 2041. And if we get to that point and people don't, you know, know the truth, they'll kick the can down the road another 50, 60 years, right? They'll change the treaty. And the, the whole idea of the treaty is just absolutely absurd, but nobody can even question that treaty until the year 2041. That's crazy. And, I, and yeah. nobody knows about that. Well, it, it's not, you know, the information's out there. People are like, well, you know, you can just go. Uh, you'll be stopped by force, uh, threatened to have your boat sunk. Uh, you'll be arrested, uh, jailed. And even if they let you go, Compasses don't work out there. GPS doesn't work out there. It's dark. It's cold. There's no resources. There's no fuel. There's no food. You would need millions and millions of dollars in resupplying chain, uh, you know, and, and you'd still have a difficult time. But, you know, we don't know what's out there. And it, there's some very strange stuff going on in Antarctica. You know, John Kerry went there on election day. Weird, right? Yes, very weird. All of the politicians seem to fly there around election yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for people that absolutely think flat earth is crazy, um, what do you think the point of lying is? Well, so the people that think flat earth is crazy, I ask them this. Give me your number one proof or just one proof. Doesn't have to be your number one proof. One proof, one reason why you think you live on a ball. And uh, if you can give me one that holds up, I will give you a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I already know some of my friends are going to jump all over that, sending yeah. me crazy DMs. I have the I have my I have an app I created, and I'll tell you about it in a little bit. But um, I say you have to take the Flat Earth app challenge, which is every day you watch the daily video that's posted on the app every day, 
uh, short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekend. And after two weeks, either you two will lose the respect of your family and friends and become a flat earther. Or if you think you still have a proof, you can send it to me and win your Bitcoin. That's fair. Yeah. So what do you think that um, the lunar eclipses are? Like, how do you explain that to people? Yeah. So uh, again, what are they? Well, we can tell you what they're not because we're told that a lunar eclipse is the shadow of the ball earth coming in between the sun and the moon. But there's lunar eclipses that start before the sun or the moon are below the horizon. So a viewer can see the sun on one side, the moon on the other side, and the eclipse starts. Well, the earth isn't even in between them yet because one of them would have to set for it to be in between. And the eclipse also comes in from the top of the moon, not the bottom of the moon where the earth is, should be coming up. So that proves right there that it's not the, it's not the, the earth that's doing it. It's something completely different. So what is it? Um, I, I don't know. You know, some people think ain't some other religions or, or you know, previous civilizations before us think that it's uh, some dark bodies in the sky or these node points. But again, we again, like the ball versus flat, we know it's not a ball and we know the earth isn't causing the darkening of the moon. Also, if you take a sphere and cast a shadow onto another sphere, it doesn't go, it doesn't go as a perfect curve like we see. It actually starts off as a long ellipse and then it spreads out and then it leaves as an ellipse. Right, 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 right. It would it's have to have something with an edge would have to come across to make a yeah. round. If you take a straight edge in between a single source light and a ball, it actually shows you the same thing that the eclipse looks like. But I'm not saying that, you know, a flat earth with a straight edge is doing that. I, I think the moon is its own light and something is eclipsing that light. So also a solar eclipse is also very interesting. And did you know that all of the eclipses go on an 18 year cycle and then no. they repeat? No, I didn't they repeat. Yeah. So eclipses repeat on an 18 year and I forget the number of days um, cycle. And then, uh, they repeat again and again and again, and they've been predicted. You know, do you know about the anti-Kathera mechanism? No. So off of uh, the Greek island called anti-Kathera, um, they found this old fossilized gear wheel and they took it out and they x-rayed it. And it was like the workings of a fine watch and they reconstructed it. And it is a device that's thousands of years old that predicts all of the eclipses, all of their positions, all of the positions of some of the planets and uh, and how they happen. So that's long before the ball model ever came into play. And so they're on this repeating cycle where they repeat. And then that's, you know, it, it's, so it doesn't, that, again, that doesn't prove the, it doesn't really prove anything. It just, it shows you that they can happen on a flat earth. But the truth is they really can't happen on a, ball earth because on a ball earth we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour which is crazy we're orbiting at 66,600 miles an hour we're chasing the sun at a half a million miles per hour that entire system's moving sideways at one or two million miles an hour and somehow the eclipses and the planets and the stars all repeat year after year after year and they never get out of whack even Perfectly. though we're traveling billions of miles yeah. It's all nonsense. 
That is that is very crazy. Yeah. There's a thing called the three body problem that NASA has where you can take the world's best supercomputer and you can say, all right, I'm making a simulation. I'm putting um, a ball in, we'll call it the sun. It has this much gravity. And then we'll put a smaller ball in and we'll call it uh, the earth. It has this much gravity and we'll set them into orbit. And you can take that computer and it can predict where they'll be in a week, a month, a year, 10,000 years. It works perfectly. But then on the supercomputer, you add in one more object, a moon or another planet, and put it into orbit around one of those, right? Mind you, in our solar system, we have like 80 planets and moons combined. You add that one other object and the entire model falls apart, never repeats itself. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then also think about this. The sun is holding on to our earth, right? We're falling around the sun. The moon is being held on to the earth's gravity. What happens when the moon goes in between the sun and the earth? How come the sun's gravity doesn't rip the moon away or at least tug it just a little bit, right? When we have these planetary alignments, how come they don't tug on each other? You know, like the three body problem, things just fall apart, but everything remains perfect. The helio nonsensical model is nonsense. (laughs) Well, speaking of gravitational pull, um, how would you describe or explain the tides with the moon pulling them? Is the moon actually pulling anything? No, the moon doesn't pull anything. So, you know, we have high tide. Now, the moon is, might be correlated to the tides. But if you think about it, sometimes when we have a full moon, not always, you have a pretty high tide. But when there's a new moon, why doesn't that affect the tides? The new moon's there, it's just not lit up, Right. But I don't believe that the new moon is even there when that, when it happens. The tides are very complicated and there's tidal nodes all over the world where these weird high tides happen at different times. And some people believe that the earth is actually inhaling and exhaling twice a day, sucking the water in and pushing the water out in the north. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, how do you explain time zones? Um, If we're not spinning and it is flat, how does the sun move across? If you think it's a dome, does it go across and then back and forth? No, it actually circles around the flat earth. Can you make screen sharing available quickly or is that something you can do? There we go. It should be screen sharing now. Okay. So this is is my app, right? I'm going to give you a quick lesson on how all of these things work, and then you could ask from there. We're looking down on the world pond, and the sun is over the pond, and the sun goes around once every 24 hours, right? It laps the moon once every 28 days, so it's catching up to the moon, as you can see. So the sun keeps track of the hours and the days. Wherever the sun is, it's noon, right? And then the moon, its phases and its position keep track of the weeks and the moons. Right. And if I turn on the stars, the zodiac, you have their 12 zodiac signs, they're spinning slightly faster than the sun. So they lap the sun only once a year. So right now we're in one zodiac. And then next month, uh, Pisces is going to catch up to the sun because it's going a little bit faster. So the sun will be in each zodiac for a month. And after a year, it resets. If you go out right now, tonight, and go look at the stars and make a little star chart, Next year, same night, same time, you go out, 
those stars will be in the exact same position that they were tonight. If we were in the heliononsensical system, that would be impossible. So the stars keep track of the seasons and the years. And then the time zones, um, wherever the sun is, it's noon. And the time zones are, you know, uh, they just go around this 24 time zones. So right now it's noon in Eastern Australia. It's uh, 3 a.m. in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. Real quick on the app, here's the featured video of the day. Sometimes there's some fun ones on there. Sometimes there's ones that make you think. Uh, and then if you think you have, um, you know, any questions you have, you hit the question mark and up come all the questions that you're going to be asking me. Oh, wow. You're going to ask me why the lie, you know, <laughs> what about Southern flights or I'm very seasons. interesting. Oh. I'm very interested in the flights. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. Ships over the horizon. If I pull up ships over the horizon, I'll show you why ships um, go over the horizon, why they appear to. And these are all the videos that YouTube won't serve you. Okay. That's very so, cool. So it's like a playlist of videos that you can't really find on YouTube and you can find them all right under the question button on the app. They're, they're all right there. So like cool. if I clip the clips is, and then I said, okay, you know, let me show you my uh, uh, clips video I made. I can up, up comes this video. And we, we, I, I came up with this concept where down here, so this little eclipse, like we're like, what is this little eclipse that's locked to the sun? This other one is a lens flare, right? And the, and the sun here is actually eclipsed this much, but we can't see it just because it's blowing it out. So I recreated this just using a paper towel where the sun and the eclipse is happening from the back side of the towel. And that's why you never see the moon approaching, right? So that okay. kind of looks just like the eclipse we were seeing right yeah. so there's 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 my eclipse that i made and it kind of looks exactly like what we see and no one's ever seen the sun the moon approach or exit the face of the of the sun i i so i made another one with a thinner paper and you can see right here as i eclipse this little eclipse which looks just like that's the projector that i'm seeing through the sky screen, if this is my sky, right? And I'm seeing the same thing. Wow. This is an actual eclipse on the right. So I believe that the sun and the moon that we see are outside of the firmament and they're being projected into our, into our system. So do you think that the that? firmament is like, um, like a glass dome almost and that's why the reflection is there? That's what I believe, you know, it's either that or it's plasma or water. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I don't think nobody is, yeah. but there's, um, there's, you know, if you click about what about Antarctica, um, you'll, you'll get all sorts of videos and there's some stuff in there about, um, sky ice where in Antarctica, there's this, this blue ice that they drill out of the mountain, or maybe it's out of the dome and it's so cold, they can't transport it away. And it doesn't melt, it shrinks and disappears without leaving a puddle. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's sky blue. Also in the app, you hit the web button, you go to this other page, it has all sorts of other resources, mud floods, biblical flat earth stuff, debunking, the debunking videos. I have different playlists and different um, languages. Does a whole bunch of other things, but that's the app and it's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon and Zodiac Clock app. If you want, it's $2.99. It, and it'll teach you about flat earth um, 
because you'll just get, if you try to Google it yourself, you'll just get burnt out. There's like a hundred videos a day going up of nonsense. Basically, they're just putting turds in the punch bowl so you can't find any fruit. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why once I heard about Flat Earth and of course I thought it was stupid and then I started listening. And as soon as I yeah. knew that it was taken offline, that was another red flag where I was like, okay, there's oh, yeah. there has to be some validity to some part of this, if not all of it, if they are taking yep. it offline because they're not going to censor nonsense. Right. So, you know, we have uh, the earth is spinning and twirling and whirling and all of these curved motions, right? But we have um, lakes that look like this, perfect glass, okay? Now, Neil deGrasse Tyson says that the water at the equator bulges. It bulges 14 miles high due to the centrifugal force. 14 miles high. Well, that's taller than Everest, Okay. Where, where's the best viewing of that? And if you're in an airplane, you're at five miles high flying from the north to the south. When do you climb over that hump and you know, an extra 10 miles, you have to triple your height just to skim over this bulge that's supposedly there. Not water at rest lays flat. Airplanes fly over the earth plane, straight and level. Not yeah. air globes, earth globe. Sea heard, level, not sea curve. I heard you talking about... Um the planes and how they fly and how that was what really got me how um, they take the straightest line and on a curved map, it doesn't look very straight, but on a flat earth map, it is a perfectly straight from point A to point B flight. Right. So flying from Santiago, Chile to Australia, you should just go over Australia. You should just be able to go boop right over. Right. And people say, well, you can't fly over Antarctica. It's too desolate. All right, so you stay at like 50 degrees south and you make this little curve here. That's the fastest fastest path, if not the straight path, right? But what planes really do is they go all the way up to California, all the way across, and then all the way back down, which is crazy. Worse, they want to go to Eastern Australia. Here's the path they take. They go all the way up here. They go all the way across to Europe or Dubai. And then they go all the way down. But if you look at this on a flat earth, it's a straight line, right? If I want to go to Eastern Australia, watch. I go all the way up, cross over America, go over to Europe, Dubai, and to, it's a straight line. That's crazy. That really is. It's because crazy. if you show anybody that first flight path on a regular yeah. map, that's the thing that's like, wait a minute, that, that makes no sense. I need a, a further explanation of that. Let me, let me show you another thing about curvature. So this is a curved hallway. Imagine you're standing right here where the cameraman is and I walk around that curve. I'm gonna disappear, right? So let me turn that sideways. So here it is, same hallway, I just turned it sideways, a little disorienting. So I went over, I went around that corner. If you had the most powerful zoom lens in the world, could you zoom back in on me? No. No, because you're gonna be staring at the floor, right? So when we look at um, when we look at a ship that disappears over the horizon, they're not really disappearing. They're just their angular size gets small, and the bottom it disappears from the bottom up. So look, there's no boat. There's no boat here, right? There's no boat. We're zooming in. We're zooming in. We're zooming in, and all of a sudden, look, there's a boat. Okay. So here's the sailboat, and you can notice that you can see the entire hull. 
And what, as we zoom out, which is equivalent to a boat going away, watch, it'll disappear from the bottom up. It's All disappearing right. from the bottom up. It's an optical thing. The boat's gone. Somebody sitting on the beach will go, well, that's because it's so far away. It's over the curve. But it's not. It's just we can't see it because of uh, the angular size. And the bottom disappears first because that has the lowest angle to our eyes. The top, it's up higher and you have a, a greater view. And also there's little waves that are hiding it. And, you know, just a two-inch wave can take out a city block, an entire city skyline if you're lined up with it right. You know how you can hold your finger out and, uh, you know, block, you know, an entire skyline. Yeah. It's the same thing. So the next question that you're going to ask is, well, why can't we see Mount Everest or why can't we see Europe? And the answer is because the atmosphere is thick. So here's a viewing spot in Canigou, uh, in uh, Luzia, France. And out here is Canigou Mountain at 175 miles away, but you can't see it because according to Globe Math, the top of the mountain should be a mile below the curve. Okay, but on two days a year when the sun lines up, right? So the light from that mountain is not making it to your eyes and you're just seeing sky because it's there, but it's light can't go. But on two days a year when the sun lines up with it, as the sun goes beyond the mountain, all of a sudden you start seeing the mountain again. Oh, Here's wow. the mountain, right? And the very top of this mountain should be a mile below the curve if the earth was a sphere, a mile. That's a lot of curvature. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think that a lot of people that want to talk about round earth even understand that the the actual size of the earth, you should only be able to see about, what is it, five or six miles out before the curve starts taking effect. It's not very far. Three miles. Three three miles. miles. Six foot tall person. Three miles is a six foot drop. That's not very far at all. No, and we can you can you can buy a you know a Nikon P nine hundred camera for a couple hundred bucks and zoom in on things that should be well below the curve in the flat Earth Sun Moon and Zodiac clock app, and uh, there's a curve calculator. So you can go to the beach and see where something is, look at it on the map, and figure out how far it is, and then you can calculate how much curvature there would be there. And you're like, wait, I shouldn't be able to see that buoy. That buoy's only you know six feet tall. And it should be behind 50 feet of water. But there it is. So how do people even explain that away? And the, the mountain you just showed me that should be a mile beneath the curve. So how does that the, not debunk the entire round earth theory? Because they say that there's refraction, that the sun has already set. It's going behind these mountains and it's refracting up and stopping at your eye level. That's nonsense. I mean, even that explanation is trash. It's trash. And that's the best that they have. That's the best. That's crazy. That and um, their explanation of the photos taken from NASA. I mean, they literally say composite on them. And I didn't know that until I started listening to podcasts about it. Um, there's really right. no photos of yeah. from photos space. Of Earth. And then the ones that are could truly just be taken. I mean, whether they are or not. They could be taken from a satellite with a fisheye lens. Well, there's no such thing as satellites. We'll get into that in a minute. Or a balloon. balloon <laughs> yeah, I a guess. balloon or high altitude. You've been listening, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have. This is interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. So one of the, well, this is one of my favorite proofs right here, is um, this is the 2012 image of Earth. And, 
you know, you can see that, you know, this is the curved Earth. I got the whole Earth here, according to NASA. This is, you know, from space. And you can see from Baja to the other side of, um, of Mexico. And that's something you can measure, like airplanes flying in between countries. It's hard to tell how fast the airplane's going, what kind of tailwind it has. So you really can't get measurements. But we can drive across Mexico and we could drive across Baja and we could also figure out this distance. Um, and we know that this is 934 miles, okay? So that 934 miles is this red box. And if the earth is the size that they set, tell us, 7,917 miles in diameter, this is what it should look like, right? They can't get their proportions right. There should be eight and a half of these. Wow. And that, that, that fit in between these two red lines, right? Yeah. So either you have two choices. The earth is about, you know, 5,000 miles in diameter and in circumference. Okay. Or NASA's lying and we never went to the moon. I think the moon is a very easy argument. I think a lot of people, whether they're even a toe into conspiracies, don't think that we landed right. on the moon. So I think that's well, a nice hook. There's a lot of people that do believe we went to the moon. Yeah. This is actual footage from the lunar lander meeting up with the lunar orbiter. Remember, there's two grown men wearing diapers in there. Okay. <laughs> Look at the movements. Look at this thing, right? If South Park was doing a moon mission movie, they would reject this as poor animation. <laughs> All right. This is what they gave us in the 1960s and 70s. And people believe this. Amazing, right? It is. It is. It's so easy to be able to trick people one way or the other if you have the media and the government behind you. And it's kind of crazy. This is an experiment I did in my, I call it my flat earth kitchen. And I'm moving <laughs> the sun across this level line. So this is a string that's level and we're watching it from the height of the string. So it's going in a straight line. And, uh, and then I have these obstacles on the earth here on my earth counter. So then we're gonna look at it from a camera that's looking from the counter level. And as I move away, kind of looks like it's going down, right? Yeah. It's still a level line. And as it goes beyond this mountain, which looks like a horizon, it, it, it kind of sets. So I'll give you a comparison. There, there's a zoom in and that's, it's, I'm not going down. I'm just going away. And over distance, all of that stuff merges into the horizon. So here it is going down. Here's me just going level. And here's a real sunset. Kind of looks like the same thing to me. Very similar. Very yeah. similar. So uh, over here, it's going behind this horizon here, which is what it's called an atmospheric horizon. It's just the atmosphere gets so thick, the sun just goes beyond it and sets like that. So if the sun's out there setting, do you think, and you think the sun's on the other side, or like well, outside of the dome or inside of the dome? The sun that we see looks like it's on the inside of the dome to me. Right. I think that its source is within. Do you have any um, theory on who is in charge of that or who even has the power to hit a button and make eclipses happen and everything like that? God. Okay. Do you think there's anything beyond the dome? I do. I think that there's... Um, different realms you know maybe heaven is just right above us and hell's below us one of the theories that i like and again anything beyond the shoreline of antarctica or beyond 
um, the as high as we can go is speculation, but I love to speculate. So we live in this center pond. Maybe there's other rings around us with other suns and moons um, in them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, here's another top-down look at that. So that white ring in the middle, that's Antarctica. And then beyond that are other oceans and other lands. And you know what? That well, I would call that extra territory, right? Extra terra, extraterrestrials could come from the extra terra beyond Antarctica in the outer space. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Instead of traveling 25 trillion miles to get here from the closest star, that's 25 trillion miles away, they're traveling, I don't know, 10,000 miles, 5,000 miles. Not that far. No, not that no. far. I mean, they can come for lunch and go back. So based on that, how far away do you think that the sun is? Well, the sun and the moon that we see appear to be very, very close. If you, um, if you, you know, do some simple um, observations of the sun, if you look at those lines, if you draw, you know, draw your, do your art and connect them, kind of looks like the sun's right above those clouds. But you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense because, you know, I go up in an airplane, I don't ever hit the sun. And that's because the sun and the moon that we see don't act like a physical object. What do I mean by that? So if you have a physical object and you, you can triangulate, uh, two people can triangulate and figure out how far something is by measuring the angles. And if you add a third or fourth person into that, it gets even tighter. It's like when cell towers are trying to locate your, your phone, the more cell towers that can triangulate, the tighter the position, right? Because it's a physical object. But when two people uh, triangulate the, the um, position of the sun, they come up with a position. If you add a third or fourth person to that, then the, the, the position gets wacky. It goes off because everybody sees it in a different position, right? So like this moon right here is only lighting up the clouds that are right near it. And all of the other clouds across the sky are dark. If the moon was 238,000 miles away, like if my hand is the surface of the moon, the, the, the moon was far away, it would light up my whole hand. But if the moon was right here, it would just light up this knuckle right here. Right. Right. If the, moon, if the, if the tip of my finger was the moon, I go like this, it's going to light up all of them. So it sure looks like the moon is right above the clouds. But as I move, you know, when you're driving down the road, how the moon follows you, you say, hey, mom, the moon's following me. Right. And your mom goes, oh, no, it's not. Well, she was wrong. You were right. Okay. <laughs> it does follow you. And when you go up, it goes up. Right. When we send a balloon up to 128,000 feet, the sun's kind of right there. It's right there. It's never above the balloon. When you see it, you know, then you think about how high that is and that the people on the earth, and you're like, there's no way that the sun is that far away. Cause when you go down, the sun will follow you down. So it's a reflection. So here's a little thought experiment. You got a giant mirror, a vertical mirror, size of a house, whatever. And you and I are standing 20 feet apart looking at that mirror. Okay. The sun is behind us setting, right? When you see the mirror, we see the sun in the mirror. It's a reflection of the sun, right? You with me? Yeah, yeah. So if we get a third person to walk up to the mirror and I say, hey, I see the sun right there on the mirror. 
and they draw an X on the mirror, put a sticker on it, whatever, right where I see the sun, you're going to see the sun in a different spot on that mirror. It's going to be 25 feet to my right. So we're both. So if we tried to triangulate that sun, if we put a third person, someone 25 feet to my left, they're going to see the sun in a third position. There's no way we can triangulate that sun because we're looking at a reflection. Oh, wow. So, so, in the, so then people say, well, wait a minute. The sun's really hot. How could it be a reflection? And I came to this realization when I was in Las Vegas at a conference. I'm at the pool. It was about 3.30 in the afternoon. The sun was like 45 degrees off, you know, going down quick. And I could feel the heat on the right side of my face. It was super hot, right? I was like, wow, it's really hot. And then the sun, the hotel was about 100 yards off to the left. And it was all mirrored. And it was lined up with one of the mirrors perfectly where I could see it. It looked just like the real sun. Of course, I could tell the difference, but it looked like it. And then the sun was reflecting on the my left side of my face. And I closed my eyes. I said, if I didn't know which side the sun was on, could I tell the difference? And I couldn't. They were both equally as hot. So maybe that's because the sun that we're seeing is also a reflection. That's very interesting. And when people went to the moon, they should have been very, very close to the sun. You'd think that they'd almost be blinded up there if the sun was as far away as we say it is, and they were that much closer and the sun is that bright. They should have been one, blinded or burnt by the sun, and the moon should have been a lot brighter to them, but it was just a dark rock. This is the dusty, dirty ball that they're on, but 238,000 miles away, we see this. Um, The inverse square law of light would say that this moon to look this bright from earth would have to be 10 million times brighter for us to see it this bright because as you go over distance light every time you double the distance it gets it gets one quarter the brightness okay so it it literally it just you lose the light really quick all right so for us to see if, if this was one lumen this would need to be 10 million lumens for us to see this at one lumen. Okay. Right. It's ridiculous. You can't even fathom this stuff. None of it makes any sense whatsoever. No, that really doesn't make sense. I mean, just the fact that the moon was not lit up completely. And the other thing about the moon that the moon and the sun being the exact perfect sizes of each other blows my mind. Impossible. It just makes no sense. And the fact that the earth and the moon spin at such a perfect rate that we have never seen one side of the moon is that blows my mind. Right. So there, there's so many, so many problems, problems with it. Um, Let me show you this one. This is interesting. So people see the sun set from the bottom up and I kind of showed you how that happens with perspective and uh, you know, the cloud deck, but I had my drone up super clear day. It's up here. And in five minutes time, the sun just went down, 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 down. If we were spinning, it should just keep on going. But it didn't. It went down, 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 down to this apparent horizon. And then it just sat there for 10 minutes. It just sat there. Now, this is sped up 2,500%. And it didn't go down. It just faded into the thickness of the air. I was going to show it again right here. Right? It just faded away. It almost looks like a hologram. Yeah. Well, it's because the light doesn't travel for billions of miles and billions of years. It can only push through the soup so far. So even the sun, the brightest thing in the sky, can't even push all the way through. This is a super clear day. Blue sky all day. No chemtrails. No nothing. No humidity. It was 32 degrees outside. 
and it's not over water. So 10 minutes earlier, my friends at the beach saw the sun set from the bottom up like this, bam, it just set from the bottom up. And that's because they're seeing it go just due to perspective beyond what they were seeing. This is how a sunset, see how it's setting behind this cloud? Yeah. Well, the next cloud, which is at the same height, merges with the horizon and it just goes beyond it and sets from the bottom up. That's how you see a sunset. Wow. It's really basic. It is very basic when you break yeah. it down. Yeah. And let's talk about stars. Ready? If the sun was right over the earth, according to the heliocentric model, it would look like that. It would fill the whole sky, right? But then as you move it away, it gets smaller and smaller, right? So this this is going to show you um, what happens to this mini sun just over 100 yards, okay? Over 100 yards, it gets so small, you can't even see it, okay? So... If the sun was a mile over your head, it would fill the entire sky, right? Yeah. And then you move it 93 million miles away, it becomes the size of your thumbnail held at arm's length, right? Mm -hmm. So it reduces from the entire sky to the size of your thumbnail just because of its distance, right? Mm -hmm. Something goes away, it gets smaller and smaller. So if I doubled the distance, you know, from 93 million miles to, you know, 186,000, 186 million miles, would you be able to see it? No. Right. That's too small. What if I eight times the distance? Could you see it? No. Uh, scientifically proven, you can't see it because its angular size would get too small. So you know what a light year is? A light year is the distance light travels in a year. That's far, right? Mm -hmm. So the closest star that, to us in this helio nonsensical system is four and a half light years away. Four and a half light years. That you can't even fathom that distance, right? No. So the 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 idea of the sun being eight times farther, you you agreed that you couldn't see it at twice the distance, and you're right, right? That's a light hour. Eight times farther is a light hour. The closest star that we're seeing with our naked eye, all the stars that we see, the closest one is four and a half light years. Your brain should just melt at this because trying to figure out the numbers, you know, makes no sense. 25 trillion miles, okay? And you think that you can see that with your eyes and then think of the inverse square law of light. How bright would that star have to be to be able to see it that far? It's impossible. It's all nonsense. Everything we see is within the earth system. And do you think that uh, stars are just, do you believe in a firmament at all? I believe that I believe that there is a firmament. I think it's solid, but it might not be. It could be energetic. But when we take our super zoom camera and we look at stars, we don't see burning balls of hydrogen. We see these incredible pulsating points of energy. Okay? This is the star Arcturus. Right? You can do this yourself. Ready? This is Capella. Right. If you look at what NASA shows you, what Capella looks like, it doesn't look like this. This no. is like sacred geometry, colors and energy. This is all within the Earth system. Right. Here's the star Sirius. I slowed it down a little bit. Crazy. Kind of looks like it's underwater almost. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Even the way they twinkle at night sometimes makes it look like they're underwater. Right. So, you know, you know, if you think about NASA, all of the stuff that they talk about in space, it's all nautical terms. You know, the sea of tranquility, the ships, the docking, it's all nautical terms. 
you know, they're, they're always telling us something. So, you know, some of these are in focus. Some of them are out of focus. It doesn't matter. They're not burning balls of hydrogen trillion, you know, 50, a hundred trillion miles away. It's nonsense. That's crazy. These are all within the earth system. So where do you think that the, um, energy comes from? Do you think that that's seeing almost a hole in the firmament and we're seeing beyond the firmament? Or do you, you know, think- A lot of people think of, think of it physically like that, like it's pinholes and we're seeing <laughs> that that would be a lot of light, but wouldn't they all kind of look the same? I think yeah. these things are sentient in nature. I think yeah. that the planets, the things that we call planets um, are, they're all named after gods, right? I think that stars might be the souls that we, in, that inhabit our bodies. And the moon possibly has something to do with the transfer of those souls in and out of this system. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the moon does affect women's uh, reproductive cycles. It syncs up with that. I think it has something to do with it. We can't prove it. This is just me talking. And, uh, you know, we're here having a soul's journey in this amazing realm that we're in, you know, and the elite that are running this world want us to think that, uh, we live in a heliocentric, um, you know, spinning balls, crazy, you know, random universe with, you know, with no God or a distant God um, spinning out of control where an asteroid could take us out at any moment and that we have no meaning, we have no power. But when the truth is we are here at the center of creation and we are incredibly powerful beings having a, a you know, a soul's journey here and that nobody has dominion over us and that there's nothing to be afraid of. There's no shortage of, you know, dinosaur juice, right? That's crazy. There's no food shortage. Listen to this world we live in. Let's say you have a bag of seeds that you forgot about 20 years ago that were sitting in your garage and you found them. You can go outside and stick them in the dirt and then water will fall from the sky and food will grow out of that dirt, okay? There's no food shortage. There's nothing. There's just people are stupid and they're <laughs> locked into this system. And, and the government has taken control of our food. There's free energy, measurable, right? The earth has a negative charge to it. And every meter you move up, there's 100 volts, 200 volts, 300 volts. That energy is limitless energy. And the civilization that was here in the 1800s knew about that and harnessed it. There was a worldwide civilization called Tataria. Mm -hmm. Tataria okay? is a very good subject. And that's also in the app. There's a button in the app that takes you through Tataria and uh, it's mind blowing. So there's a lot. People say, you know, well, how, where's this ice wall? How come no one's ever seen the ice wall? Well, there's a billion pictures of the ice wall. Because people yep. that say that have never looked. So, And it's written off wall. as just icebergs and all this. And maybe it is, but at the same time, you can't, say for a fact that that's not a nice wall because nobody knows because we're not allowed to know. Well, you can go, you can take a uh, sightseeing tour of the edge of Antarctica and it sure looks like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like calling it an ice wall. I call it the ice shoreline and it's just the highest land on earth and it contains the waters. It's the edge of the world lake. It's the edge of the lake. It's just holding us in. It's holding all the water in. It's a low spot. That's it's insane. Yeah. Did we talk about circumnavigation? No, no, we didn't. So here's the earth and I got a magnet right here. And so the compass needle always needs to point towards that magnet. But when I want to dead reckon east or west, it's a circle around the center. Okay. It's a circle. 
So I'm dead wrecking. I'm following 90 degrees east or 270 west. It's not a straight line. I have to keep turning because if I go in a straight line, I'm heading south. South is every direction away from the center. So right now I'm going, where am I going? I'm going, uh, it's backwards for me. I'm going uh, west. Now I'm going east. Okay. But if I go straight, like uh, I start off going east, immediately I'm going south. Oh, wow. So the North Pole is the center is the center of the flat earth model. And that's yes. where our compasses point north to. Yes. And that compasses are so far away from the north when they're in Antarctica, which is all of this white space that they don't they don't know where to point. OK, there's the magnetic declinations in some parts of uh, Antarctica that say if your compass is pointing this way north, north is actually 170 degrees behind you. OK. Oh, wow. That's just nonsense. It's just complete and total nonsense. So you, nobody has ever circumnavigated, you know, going from Santiago and popped up over here because Australia is over here. Santiago, if you go that way, you're going that way. You're not going to pop up around a ball. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat, measurably, testably, provably flat. And people say, well, what about everything else? We're the only flat planet. Well, they're not planets. You know, but what about the moon? Well, I don't think the moon is a big rock, or at least the moon that we see isn't. But is the moon circular? Is that a is that a sphere? Is that a sphere? Yes. No. Nope. Well, nope. it's a half a sphere. How about <laughs> that? Is that a sphere? Is the next one a sphere? E, I mean, they all look like spheres. Yeah. Is it a sphere? Yes. Flat. Nope. Is that a sphere? Nope. <laughs> You're just saying that. Yes. No. Yeah. It looks like a sphere. It's a cup. Okay. Oh wow. So what I'm saying is, we don't know anything in the sky no. so here's how they figured out how how far the sun was one day venus transited the sun the thing we call venus venus is about the same size as earth it transited the sun and they had somebody on the east coast and somebody on the west coast and they started the transit started and finished at different times so they did some calculations did a lot of math and they figured out that the sun is 93 million miles away what's wrong with that equation if you knew the whole equation, what's wrong with it? Here's a here's a here's a here's a, an analogy. Um, you have five million dollars in the bank, and I'm going to double it uh, for the next three days. So tomorrow you'll have ten million, and the following day you'll have twenty million. So you have twenty million dollars in the bank. What's wrong with that equation? You don't know where it's coming from. Well, no. I assumed you had five million dollars in the bank. Oh, yeah. So they're okay. assuming Venus is the size of Earth. I, I think Venus is closer to the size of a basketball. And also, how do we know the size of Earth? We don't, right? One thing that would prove the flat Earth is if, if you, uh, I mean, the, the ball Earth is Antarctica is a continent at the bottom of the ocean. You get two ships back to back, and one of them goes west and one of them goes east, and you circumnavigate it, and you both keep in track and keep in line um, in sight the ocean, the, the, the shoreline. 7,000 miles later, they should meet on the other side of Antarctica, right? But the yeah. problem is Antarctica is not 13,000 miles around. It's like 60,000 miles around, okay? Captain Cook tried to circumnavigate. It took him three and a half years. He went something like 60 or 80,000 miles. And I don't think he ever completed the journey. So no one's ever done it. And the, the people that they say have crossed Antarctica have lied, Right? The, the world record for um, south, uh, south, you know, southern 
circumnavigation given out by the Guinness Book of World Records was this. They went from, here's the North Pole. They went down here, all the way down to Santiago. Then they went out to Antarctica. Then they turned around and came back. And they went over these islands, over here, over here, and back around the north. And that's circumnavigation. If you look at that on a map, on a flat earth map, that's all they did. Wow. And they gave them the world record for southern circumnavigation. <laughs> okay? That's got to tell you something. That I mean, and it's crazy that nobody's ever really tried it. Do you think that they're being stopped from trying these experiments? Well, yeah, no one's allowed to independently explore out there. And the people that are faking it are, you know, they're all royal family members. And it's all, it's all, it's all complete and total nonsense. Interesting. I also, um, from listening to you talk before, the sniper and the airline pilots, how they're taught to assume that the earth is flat. They've said like, yes, they train to not no, uh, no spinning. They're not no that spinning. it's just flat. No spinning, right? Yeah, they're su- supposed to assume zero curve at all when they're doing the calculations in their head. So you know how sonar works, right? A submarine shoots out a sound wave. It hits, you know, another submarine and it bounces back. And they say, okay, there's a submarine right there. I can see it, right? What? But if there was a mountain of uh, uh, on the bottom of the ocean and the submarine was the other side of the mountain, the sonar wouldn't see it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's submarines that can see other submarines over a hundred miles away, right? And they're down near the bottom of the ocean, right? Doesn't matter how deep the ocean is, a hundred miles away, there should be 6,600 feet of dirt in between them. Over a mile high curve should be behind the curve, just like that hallway. And the, somehow the sonar can see that submarine. So that sonar is, you know, whizzing, you know, down the hallway and coming back over that, that curved hallway. You know, the submarine is way down the other side there. And somehow the sonar knows to go over. Yeah, the sonar can't see through this mountain. No, and not right. even that. It, it would have to know to do it on the way back too. Right, crazy, nonsense. I'm actually mind blown watching this. I know I've heard a lot of this and I've heard you talk, but actually yeah. seeing the visuals while you're explaining it is mind blowing. Yeah. This is what you need to understand that the earth is a globe, just ridiculous programming. And this is all you need to understand that it's flat. You know, this line of sun is impossible on a curved <laughs> surface, right? If you had a, you can do this experiment yourself, get a piece of sheet metal or a big piece of plastic, something reflective and get it on a flat table and put a light down. So it creates this line that you see coming all the way to your eye, then just bend it a little bit. And boom, that line disappears and the light just goes to one point. And not over the ocean. The ocean, it'll show right. you a direct line. I mean, especially anybody that's been on a cruise ship or, and yeah. you're like above the ocean enough to be able to watch an actual sunset, you do see the entire line of the sun's rays. Yeah, but the sun will set from the bottom up on the ocean. And that's yeah. because you look up on a cloud, you know, spotted cloud day, you got all the clouds up there at 10,000 feet or whatever, just 20, 30 miles away. Those clouds are merged with the water. You, they, they literally combine with the water. Now, if you had a super zoom camera, you could zoom in and open up that space and see what's there. But without a super zoom camera, it goes like this. So now you have this, this is the earth and this is the cloud deck. You're looking across, okay? So this is now opaque. So the sun, you know, you, you have this opaque deck right here. That's 10,000 feet in the air, 
but it's just 30 miles away, it looks like it's at eye level. It literally merges with the horizon. The horizon's always at your eye level, but the sun is above it. So this is above, this looks like it's at your level as the sun goes away, it sets like that. And you think this is the earth horizon, but it's the atmospheric deck of opacity, I called it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a list of questions. I don't even know what we hit and what we didn't hit because I'm so like stuck in what you're saying. Are there any other questions that m- most people ask or anything? I, I have a lot of friends. I put up something on my Instagram asking if there were any questions people wanted to ask a flat earther. And I had so many um, of my own friends like hostilely answering like, Tell them, tell them they're stupid or you're stupid for interviewing. So, and I'm like, so, guys, guys, it's it's really just a conversation. I don't understand how there are so many emotions associated with I, it. I, I'll tell you why. Nobody likes having their ball taken away. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. But here's the thing. What you'll notice is people have this really weird reaction, negative reaction. I, I was the same way at first, too. And what they'll offer is nothing. They'll offer insults. They'll offer, you know, the stupid stuff that's already been debunked a hundred times, but they won't offer anything else. You're going to get, you know, your friends that are just like, how could you be so stupid? Then you're also going to get comments from, from bot channels or, (laughs) or page shill channels where there'll be, they'll just, they'll reply to every comment, right? This is stupid. Dave Royce, a scammer. He's just trying to sell his app, blah, 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 all this crazy stuff. But then you go to their channel and there's zero content, zero, nothing. Right. And, and I call those are the channels that have all of the glow birth proofs on them. There's nothing. So, <laughs> so tell your friends that I'm offering a full Bitcoin. If they take the flat earth app challenge, get the app. And if they can come up with just one proof, all I need is one proof. Right. But people, you know, the only proof they could say is what if I paid to have you go up in uh in uh, in space to see the Earth is flat. That's a straw man argument because nobody goes to space. By the way, here's Howard Hughes's circumnavigation of the Earth. You went around a circle, North Pole. You went in a circle. Wow, and not and, even that far down, right, right near the North Pole. Right, but he was traveling east mm-hmm. or west, you know, pretty much. And those are that's just a circle. Here, let me ask you a question. Here's a perception question: Is that forty? tons of steel or is that a helium filled blimp a blimp it's supposedly the external tank of the space shuttle falling back to earth and it's about to burn up because of friction it's a blimp you're right it's filled with helium i mean you you could go either way on that no you can't because it would be falling so fast you wouldn't be able to keep up with it and how would it be turning you know it's a blimp they're fooling us here so people are like, what about the guys on the space station? I say, look at this. Why isn't, uh, where's the land? What would your answer be? It's going to be a ball, a baller. Go ahead. Where's uh, the land? We can't see it because the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, so it, does that look like it's from the space shuttle? I mean, the uh, International Space Station? Or is that from somebody's front yard and they just turned it upside down? Okay. That's how easily we are fooled. Oh, wow. That, that one was good. Yeah. That's how easily we are fooled. Well, what do you think that gravity is? Do you think that gravity is real? Um, so gravity is a, a theory 
and uh, they admit that they don't know what it is or how it works. And they have to make up dark matter and dark energy to make up 96% of it. So imagine I owed you $100. And I said, here, I'm going to Venmo you four bucks. And then the other I'm going to send over in dark dollars. You're never going to see them, but they exist. Okay. So are we even? You know, that <laughs> gravity is the dumbest thing ever. And the three body problem proves that it doesn't work. What is gravity? Why don't we float away? The earth has a measurable negative charge to it. Okay. And that negative charge is a weak charge um, and it establish it attracts things down very weak. It's like they say gravity is a weak charge. So it establishes a downward direction. So down for me is right here and down for Australia over here is straight down, right? It's not up. Down is down, up is up. Left and right, forward and back, that word backwards, that all is dependent on which way you're facing. So that's all relative. But buoyancy and density sort everything else out. If I had a basketball and a rock and I held them over a pool and I dropped them, they'd both fall through the air because they're more dense than the air. The basketball would stay on top of the water because it's less dense. The rock would go to the bottom of the pool because it's more dense. It just down is down. Buoyancy and density sort everything else, everything out from there. And the earth is measurably, testably, um, uh, has that charge to it. You ever see those triangles, tinfoil things that they electrify and they float up in the air? Yes, yes. Yeah, they're not anti-gravitic. They're just changing the electric potential of them. And they're, they're, they're negating the negative charge of the earth. So gravity. gravity is really a negative charge, yeah. technically. Yeah, a weak, a weak force. So then how do planes fly? Is it just sheer force and wind? You know... They say it's the low pressure over the wings and stuff. But uh, if you watch these big planes, I think there's some sort of electromagnetic uh, force that's kind of doing some sort of levitation. It doesn't make sense what they're saying. I mean, you get into the whole jetliners and no uh, no fuel. Lo have you looked into that yet? No. Large jetliners either use very little or zero fuel. Like the big commercial planes. Yeah. They're running really? on air. Oh, so they're just robbing us for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all about controlling our movements, controlling our energy, controlling our food, controlling our water. In California, you can't dig a well deeper than 300 feet because you'll hit primary water. And primary water was, is an endless supply of pristine, clean water. And they don't want you to have that. Because if you had free electricity, free water, and you realize food's abundant, what else, what do you need? What do you need? You know, you can do pretty well with those three things. Yeah. Yeah. And people say, well, don't you like science? You know, we're still using the computers. Yeah. Science doesn't mean that the earth is a ball. There's people that create awesome technology. Right. But look at, I used to be in the solar power business and uh, scientists don't know how solar panels work. They have a theory, you know, that photons are hitting the boron and it's jumping from molecule to molecule and it, it creates a current and, you know, and all this stuff. And, but they don't understand really how it works. And what it is, is the sun is literally sending electricity to the earth and it's capturing electricity. The reason they don't know how it works is because they don't know that the sun's electric. They think the sun is a burning ball of gas, but really it's like a Tesla coil and it's fluorescing the nitrogen in the sky, which fluoresces blue. When so you, that's the atmosphere. Yeah. So, so as the sun moves through the atmosphere, you know, it's daylight over there. 
and it's nighttime over here. Yeah. So the people's down here on the earth, it's pitch black. They can't see any of this. And it's over here, it's daytime. It's interesting. As the sun moves, you know, daylight and sunlight are two different things. The daylight is the sky. It's like the backlight of the photographer. And the sun is like the spotlight. So when the sun rises on the one side of your house, it's boom, it's the daylight. The sky's blue. You go to the other side of your house, it's blocking the sun, but you can still read the newspaper. Not that you should ever read a newspaper. <laughs> okay. No, but that's that's true. You're not seeing yeah. the sun directly. I mean, even when you're in your house and the sun's not hitting you directly, your house right. is still lit up. Right. Goes there, on and on and on. Are there any other um like I know, I know my friends are gonna come from my throat. Are there any like major things besides saying to send you to space that people say that they think is true about around earth and then you're people, easily able to debunk it is there like they're, a they're, they're all debunkable but it's like what are all astronauts liars uh yeah all of them except don pettit he's retarded okay <laughs> so here's don pettit showing you how to drink coffee in space because it sticks to a plastic bag right so there was some coffee in there but it's cgi watch what happens watch the coffee bam it jumped out of the bag it's two different layers, okay? So it's all nonsense, right? They're using green screens and all sorts of stuff. It jumped out of the bag. It's just because it got out of sync. Here's, um, here's Chris Hatfield playing his guitar, and these guys aren't even in the same room. So he's holding a microphone, and he doesn't realize he's holding it in the wrong place, and he literally sticks it in his neck. It's because it's not real. He's not, they're not in the same room. These are guys are on different layers in a green screen studio. Wow. Okay. There's mistake after mistake after mistake. Watch this guy. He, you can see through his head. Yeah. When, when he comes in, they faded him in because it's all fake. It's all complete garbage. Right. Watch this girl. She's talking to a bunch of kids and watch over here. She's the stuffed animal. See the stuffed animal? Oh, there it is. And now she's manipulating it. Okay. The, so they're playing with, with um, it's called augmented reality, where she has either contacts on or she's looking at a screen and she's manipulating these things in free space. And in real time, they can convert them to look like real objects. That's why they're always flipping things around and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that NASA is just completely a fake, like a front? Not a space agency, NASA. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. It, this is one of my favorites. This is a zero G plane. You know what the zero G plane is? Mm -hmm. It does a parabolic arc. So it was a long time ago. It might've been Skylab or the space shuttle. I'm not sure, but they said that they were going to have a rare conversation with astronauts live. And they only had like 45 seconds of satellite time during the, during the, Thing, they slammed into a wall all of a sudden and they cut away and the news was all freaking out and they're like NASA said there was a catastrophic shift in the station and something happened and they all slammed into the wall but then I said wait a minute let's look at that compared to the end of a parabolic flight I turned it sideways and it kind of looks like the same thing watch this guy in the front that's you know flipping a roll of duct tape around and something else he catches both of them in his left hand or his right hand one of the, one of the hands Catches both of them like a boss, like he's done it 50 times in a row. Okay. Something happened. The interview went too long or the, the plane came out of the parabolic arc too soon. And, uh, and that's what happened. 
And so they've never done a live one since then. They always, everything's always recorded. And everything right? on NASA's site is pretty much watch, fake. Listen, Mr. Transparent Guy, watch right through his arm. Watch right here. You can see it as he comes back out. You can see through his body again. That's crazy. Yeah. Just like I mean, wimpy, they're, they're like in his hamburger. Easily, easily you can see it. Yeah. And now do they do this on purpose or are they really that dumb? Honestly, the more I get into these things, I think that they do it on purpose, but I just don't yeah. know why. I think they, they have to tell us that they're mocking us. Maybe it's an intelligence test. Maybe, uh, you know, the reset, they're only going to let the intelligent people go through. Or or take us all out. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> I mean, the stuff like this, I know it's beyond everybody's grasp, but even after today with the stock market and the manipulation. What and happened to the stock market today? I heard it. Did it, did it crash? Uh, no, they, I mean, do you know about the Wall Street bets and GameStop? Yeah, I heard about that. So all of the stock trading um sites all colluded together and shut down you couldn't uh buy GameStop you couldn't buy AMC you couldn't buy um like three or four other stocks you could only sell them so that everybody was selling the price was dropping so the hedge funds that shorted the stocks could get their money back and I oh, mean, so wait so it was good for the hedge funds that shorted it yep nice they they colluded in real time. They didn't even care that what they were doing was illegal, shutting down the free market. And if that doesn't wake people up to how fake and rigged everything is, I don't know what would. Wow. Wow. Right, wow. This, wow. The stock market wow. today was crazy. Yeah. So here's one thing that people say, if the sun and the moon were circling above us going away, they would get smaller and smaller. Right. And then, and the problem with that is the sun and the moon that we see, I think we're seeing it very, very close. I think from sunrise to sunset, it's not even 200 miles, right? Because we see it in our own personal atmospheric dome, dome. But if there's no humidity, super clear, and, uh, and, 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 and you, what you'll see is the sun will go down and it'll stop right above the horizon. And then this is in South Africa on the high plains. It's super clear and dry. It doesn't go down. It just goes away. And it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it just disappears, right? The fool on the hill sees the sun going down and the eyes in his head see the world spinning round. It's interesting. It just goes away, clearly goes away. It's not going down. It's going away. Like very obviously going away. It didn't even- Clearly going away. So in, in the flatter sun, moon and zodiac clock app, just click sunsets and there's tons of videos and then you can go out and test this stuff yourself. Right. And then the optics of the sky are crazy. So the star motions, you know, when we see sun dogs and stuff, it all resembles some sort of glass dome, some yeah, sort of reflective dome up there. Yeah. And it's funny. You actually see these a lot. And nobody really questions them. You really do right. see a ton of like light flare and right. um, like just in the summer, especially when you're looking up at a bright sun, you can't really see it, but you can see everything around it. Yep. The sun is always, you know, the horizons are always at eye level. And what about the people that think that when you go up in an airplane that they can see a curve? Cause that was like the number one thing I got. Did the, they were like, is the person you're interviewing, have they ever been in an airplane? I'm like, yeah. 
So that's yes. that's so you know, that's coming straight from Bill Nye, the lying guy with the bow tie. He uh, <laughs> what you're doing is two 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 things. One, the windows are curved on an airplane. That's so that's bending what you're seeing. Two, you're expecting to see a curve, right? And you see the same distance in all directions. So twelve o'clock, I see X distance. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Connect all those lines. It's a flat circle, and your brain says sphere because you're seeing this flat circle, but you've been trained to think it's a sphere. Neil deGrasse Tyson says, you can't see the curve of the earth from the from 40,000 feet. Then we showed him, you know, he said, you have to be like up in a MIG fighter. And then this Mythbusters came out with this MIG fighter where it showed a curved earth. But one of the cameras didn't have a fisheye lens and wasn't looking through a, uh, a curved window and it showed the horizon flat and level. So then Neil deGrasse Tyson says, well, you have to go up higher like Felix Baumgarten did in the Red Bull jump. And uh, he saw the curve and, and you know, and this is the, what they showed on TV. But Felix did two other jumps before this where the horizon was flat and at eye level. But for the third one, they changed all the cameras to GoPros that have fisheye lenses. So this is about, what would you say, about a fifth of the earth that we're seeing here, right? Yeah. It's all New Mexico. If you look at all of the, you know, line, whatever, all these rivers and whatnot, this is all New Mexico. So we live on planet New Mexico. You know, <laughs> the earth is like 500 miles around, maybe. I don't know. Or a thousand miles, a couple thousand miles. It's a fisheye lens. And if you look at it through, you know, um, with, without a fisheye lens, it's clearly flat. Here's, you know, 120,000 feet without a fisheye lens and it's flat. Wow. And the weather balloons are what they use as quote unquote satellites, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And and that's not even where GPS comes from because GPS, uh, you know, when you are offshore um, between like California and Hawaii, you, there's no GPS. You're in approximated mode. It's only when you're within a couple hundred miles of land, but all the communications on the world, you know, 99% of them are done with undersea cables but there's no cable from Santiago to Australia, which is close on a globe because they're close to each other. You know, the cable was all the way up to the North, you know, and th that's how it communicates. If there, if this was real, there would be a short cable between those two going, you know, close to Antarctica, but, but they're at opposite ends of the world pond. Wow. There's a lot when you stretch out the map and actually start putting pieces together and yeah. like the things they do don't make sense. None of it does. It's to hide God and to make you think that you're meaningless and you have no power. And uh, the truth is we're at the center of creation and we are these powerful beings having this soul's journey and nobody has dominion over us and that our thoughts create our reality and they don't want us to know that. They want us having scary thoughts, thoughts of, you know, being in fear and, and to give up our God-given free will. They can't take it from us. We have to give it to them. So they've convinced us with nonsense. They've polluted our minds with cartoons, okay? Cartoons have infected our minds. It's all about control. It is. I mean, if for no other year to realize that everything's about control. It's been this whole COVID 2020, 2021. Yeah. It's all about control. Um, but let me, let me just wait one more thing. I want to show you um, 
did we we didn't talk about how the seasons work, did we? No, no, we didn't. I forgot about the so seasons. real 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 quick. So on the app, you see the sun right now. It's out near that outer yellow line, which is the Tropic of Cant of Capricorn. I want to move the sun to June, right? And you see that it's migrating inwards. So on June, it's over the Tropic of Cancer, and that's over the inner northern land. And we're having our summer because the sun is closer to us. Okay. Uh, okay. And then on December 21st, when the sun is way back out near that outer yellow line, then we're having our winter because the sun is farther and lower in the sky. Think about an airplane flying over your head right? You got an airplane flying 10,000 feet, whatever height, and it's right over your head. And there's another airplane at 10,000 feet that's paralleling that airplane, but it's 30 miles to your south. Okay. You watch that airplane, it's lower in the sky and you're going to see it for less time. That's your winter sun. The airplane that's over your head is your summer sun. It's higher in the sky. Okay. So the sun migrates in between those two tropics and that's what causes the seasons and the shortening and lengthening of days. And that's how it's opposite on the opposite side of the world, because instead right. of it being around Earth and the sun being farther away because of the spin of the Earth, it's simply because it's moving in like a parabolic yeah. shape. We're told, you know, when the when the sun is in the outer loop, it's the outer southern lands summer. OK, and it's our winter because it's farther away. We're told because we're tilted away, just the spreading of that light causes our winter. Did you know that in the helio nonsensical model during our northern winter we're 4 million miles closer to the sun? No. We're closer to the sun in our winter and they're saying it's not the distance, it's the tilt because that light is spread out. And that's what they tell us. But if that was the case, you can't just tilt the ball one way when the ball is spinning, that's also tilt. So when the sun is on the horizon, just literally sunrise, that's the most tilt you could possibly have, right? Yeah. That's like an 89 degree tilt instead of a 34 degree tilt, right? So in June, if you go down the water and you watch the sun appear on the horizon, you could feel the heat on your face, really warm, right? Within a minute or two, it's blasting on your face. Then in December, in the inner north here, I don't know where you are, but in the, in I'm in you know Connecticut. It gets cold here. I'm in Philly. And when the sun, you're in Italy. So Philly. when the sun is where? Oh, Philly. I thought you said Philly. Italy. No, Philly, Philly. Um, so when the sun is, uh, you know, in the winter, when the sun is at its highest point for the day, a much more direct angle, and it's four million miles closer because it's our winter. You can't even feel the heat on your face, no. and that's a more direct angle. So that completely debunks the whole tilted away thing completely seasons prove the earth is flat that's very interesting i didn't even think about the sun being closer in the winter because of the tilt that's right and you don't feel the sun even on a sunny day in the winter you don't feel the sun yeah it's not closer because of the tilt it's just closer because of the orbit mm -hmm. all nonsense and in the winter when it's at a more direct angle high in the sky versus sunrise in the summer it's still warmer in the summer Right. It should be arctically cold in the summer yeah. because it's the most tilted away. And it's, it's nonsense. Interesting. Yep. That's definitely a thought experiment for people to leave people off on, because that's yeah. actually a lot to wrap your head around the seasons thing. But then once you actually like if they watch it on YouTube and see what you just showed me, 
it's easy to actually visualize what you just said. Yeah. So you can check out my website and Flat Earth Podcast by the same name, The Flat Earth Podcast. So if you have an iPhone, not just a podcast player on your phone, The Flat Earth Podcast, and my app, The Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app by Blue Water Bay, right? If you get the free one on Android, don't send me an email telling my app sucks because it's not my app, <laughs> right? And then um, my YouTube channel is the initials for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. So that's D-I-T-R-H. And I have lots of short, pungent videos there. Awesome. Right. Do you have any social medias you want them to follow you on? Um, no, that's it. I mean, I have okay. a Twitter. I don't use it a lot except for posting my interviews, but okay. all those interviews are on the app also. Perfect. Except uh, just the YouTube ones are. So that would be the FE podcast. And then uh, Instagram is the Flat Earth podcast, just like the website and podcast, the Flat Earth podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, mind blown listening to it and actually getting to have a conversation about it are two different things so it was an honor to get to